Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back as we continue in our series on creating stability in crisis. Now, this couldn't come at a better time. And those of you that are just joining us, I would encourage you to go back and listen from the very beginning because there was so much information that's been shared. And I know this will help you. If you have never listened to anything like this before, get ready because you're going to hear some science, statistics, some facts, and some some immediately applicable steps that you can take to make a change in how you're feeling right now. And all of us feel like we're on shaky ground. I mean, we're all in this boat together, but the more that we can create stability for ourselves and the things we can control, the better off we're going to be. So we are going to continue on in this series. And I found this fantastic article that I want to share with you from a place called healthyplace.com. And it's an article that was written by Tiffany Verbeek. And I couldn't agree with her more on what she wrote here. And this is specifically related to depression. But in this situation that we're in, even though maybe you're not clinically depressed or you haven't been diagnosed with depression, it is tempting to pattern yourself in some depressive uh, or even oppressive behavior. So this is extremely helpful. And I think it aligns with what we've been talking about. Now, I'm just going to read a bit from the article here. So depression requires uh, routine. (laughs) No coincidence there, right? To successfully cope with the illness. Because depression is not a routine. It is important and beneficial to establish patterns that structure the way you live in order to combat the surprises that depression can often throw your way. Okay, so uh, she goes on to say, I am finding that my depression affects me more on the days when I don't follow a routine. Okay, now I don't find that to be Um, a surprise at all, because I know that when you are just flying by the seat of your pants and just trying to cope on a day-to-day without any solid pieces of your life put into place, then depression can come on very quickly. She goes on to say, I am less capable of bouncing back from a bad brain day, and I have less control of my rapidly shifting moods. I dismiss basic needs And I've learned the hard way that living well with depression requires routine, okay? So whether you're depressed or not depressed, this is absolutely true. You're in a state right now where it's going to be easy to allow your emotions to take over at any moment. Um, And and then I want to read just a bit more on this before I, I continue my commentary. But it says, depression is a rebellious mental illness, avoiding routines and patterns, okay? This is important here. So if you've ever been depressed, think about time, you know, when you maybe felt like you, you couldn't stand the idea of a routine or a pattern, all right? This is what this illness will do to you. So while we can often identify situations that trigger increases or decreases in depression, intensity, depression's quirks aren't always predictable. So establishing a daily routine can combat depression's unpredictability because it creates stability. What is this series about? Stability for an unstable mind. Uh, she says, I am more relaxed and I take better care of myself when I follow a strict routine. Trusting the schedule I've created and feeling proud of myself and ability for following through with the plans that I've made for myself every day. 
Routine makes coping with depression part of my daily ritual instead of a chore that I need to squeeze into my schedule. And there's another key phrase she uses. I've said before that if you want to succeed at new habits and behaviors and patterns that are helpful to you and successful, then you've got to, to find, you got to allocate a spot for it and keep it there. You can't just fit it in here and there. It'll never, ever work. All right. So she shares a couple more tidbits here. Uh, there are a few things that I think you should you should include in every routine, regardless of your specific needs. The same wake up in bedtime every day. I do that. Ensure that you get plenty of sleep as well as regulating your circadian rhythm, which influences your moods and brain health. So true. Self-care time. Set aside time each day like a power hour in the morning. Okay. And we've talked about that before. Time to, to think, to meditate, to breathe, to exercise. Time to reflect, you know, maybe do some affirmations, listen to some podcasts, listen to some, you know, some uh, audio books or something. Have time for yourself and then have set meal times and try to stick to them, all right? So this is just a few suggestions from her, uh, but they really align with what I've been saying in even psychology today and many of the uh, the uh, the medical practitioners that I've mentioned along the way here in different articles I've read, it's all pretty much the same in agreement. Now, I want to just jump into my book here for a second and talk to you a little bit about cognitive dissonance with the last minute and a half or so we have left. Now, remember, cognitive dissonance is an issue where you don't have agreement between your heart and your head, and that's a horrible feeling of unrest and and there'll be a, there'll be no peace in your heart when this happens to you it's also going to cost you because it'll cost you your ability to focus to be productive and to work well uh, leon festinger was the first developer of the cognitive dissonance theory in 1957 and the theory states that dissonance stems from unpleasant feelings of discomfort that result from holding two conflicting beliefs internally and so the reason I'm bringing this up right now is because when you are in a place where you, you know, you feel like you know what you should be doing and you're, you're wanting to do certain things, but then at the same time, you feel like you don't know if you should, or if you're not sure if it's okay, or if you just feel an, an unrest about it or a dis-ease about it, then it's going to cause all this inner conflict and inner turmoil. So we going back to what I said yesterday Decide what you can control versus what you can't because this is going to create cognitive resonance where you feel a sense of peace, stability, and strength and inner strength that just rises up because at least you got your finger on things that you know you can control. All right? So we'll get into this part a little bit more tomorrow, but I would encourage you to practice, especially yesterday, but even today, in starting to, to blaze a trail back to stability. This is Michelle Steff. It's your journey to greatness and routine. It's always great to have you on the podcast with me. I look forward to sharing a bit more tomorrow. Keep reaching higher and never give up. Thank you.